Did you know in 2018, 34% of fatal crashes involved alcohol? Did you know in 2016, 44% of fatal crashes involved drug-impaired drivers? Did you know that being under the influence of any drug is drug-impaired driving? Call a cab, order a ride service, or ask a sober friend to drive. If you are under the influence of any drug, visit chesterfieldsafe.org for more information. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb. Everybody, I hope you guys had a great day. How are you doing, JP? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. Just happy to do another show with you, man. We're cranking out some good ones lately, and I love doing this. Oh, yeah, man. We got some better ones coming in the future. Yes, sir. Um, We had some... uh, a little bit of trade action this week, a little bit of signing action, a little other action, some COVID action. I think you uh, wanted to start it off with something, and I want to start off with that same thing, so I'll let mm-hmm. you kick it off, man. Yeah, guys, so unfortunately, it looks like yeah, Damian Williams, our Super Bowl running back, decided to opt out of this upcoming season due to COVID. And the reason why he did is doing it because his grandmother has stage four cancer, I believe, and he wants to be there to help her. And I commend him, and I understand because he doesn't want to get the coronavirus and then give it to her. And he wants to be there with with her. At I this think point, it's his mother. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, mother, grandmother. But at this yeah. point in his career, he's kind of like, I've already kind of accomplished a lot of things. Running back from Oklahoma, got to the league, didn't perform with the Dolphins, came to Chiefs, exponentially rose my stock, won a Super Bowl. So I can understand why he wants to walk away for this season. I mean, I don't blame him at all. What do you think, JP? Oh, hell no. I mean, I... Uh, 100% agree with them and everybody that clowned him on on Twitter and everything else what if it was your mother what if it was your grandmother you know it's not all about you caring about wanting to watch football and what and 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 want a Super Bowl again these guys have lives too and believe me we all want to watch it we all want to be involved in football we, <clears throat> but it's not worth anyone's life it's not worth risking anyone's it's life not. so if you guys don't like it Hey, you know what? You don't have to watch. It's well, the simple. one thing is that you can't play football for the rest of your life. You can possibly be a coach or work in the game, but you can only play the game for, on average, three years. Yeah. So if he's going to take a season off, let him because he wants to be with his family during this trying time. And I understand and I commend him for his actions. Yeah, man. It's a horrible situation. I mean, I've, I'm, you know, as well as anybody else, I've been going through it with my father-in-law for mm-hmm. a long time. He's got stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I mean, I go over to his house. I help him do things at night after a long day of work. I still do our show. We still have lives. Everybody has lives. But I'm not going to risk his life. You know, and I, I go over there fully masked up, and, and I make sure that I don't do anything to get him sick because mm-hmm. he has no immune system. What you got to understand is, is when you have cancer, you have no immune system. The chemo takes it out of you. Yeah, it destroys yeah, everything. Good yeah. and the bad. Exactly. So, you know, when you take a chance of getting a disease like that and you got perfectly healthy people dropping dead from it why would he ever in a million years take a chance of killing his mother or grandmother or anyone else in his family for a damn game yeah man i mean you see people got mad mad at uh ldt i'm like he's helping the fight against covid why There's nothing wrong with players that. taking a break. I mean, I don't blame them. You saw Marquise Goodwin. I think his wife's had has had three miscarriages, and they just had a son. He doesn't want to have that son die or something crazy happen to them. Yeah. I mean, I understand these, these players have lives, too. 
They are not there for fans' entertainment. Uh, one uh, case in point, um, there was someone I ran into who was talking about the Chiefs, and they saying, well, I hope we have football. And I said, well, these players' lives matter in the day. He's like, I understand, but I want to have football. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you got to take yourself back and look in their shoes. They're going to be the ones out there running, conditioning, breathing each other's air. Uh, Players get sick. Stuff spreads in locker rooms. As many people don't know this, for all the people who like to say, oh, well, the flu kills more, flu travels in a locker room, too. And, JP, you know that there's many instances where locker rooms have gotten the flu. You know that, right? Yeah. Didn't the Chiefs have have a little... Chiefs, like, three years straight. Yeah, every year they seem to have a little case. So that just shows when you're in a locker room with a bunch of guys, sicknesses can travel. So Especially we when need you're to waiting, you're hot, mm-hmm. you're eating mm-hmm. in the same room. Yeah. I mean, locker rooms aren't that big for all you people out there that think they're giant. They're not that big. And it's not I mean, I've been in a the Chiefs locker room many times and you wouldn't believe the size of the room itself. And when you got 50 guys in there, it's not that easy. So, you know, get off your high horses and get off your, uh, get off the, the, the crap and just think about other people. Be selfless, not selfish. Mm-hmm. So, JP, I got a question. to be thought about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, do you, JP, do you think that they should implement, the NFL should, since we're already on this topic, should the NFL implement a bubble then to make yeah. guys feel more safe and secure? 100%. Where can they do this? Because I, right now, I can't figure out a place, the NBA, the MLS, it's easier. But in NFL, you're going to need several football fields. Do you see them possibly moving to that direction soon? Well, I mean, you might have to because you got to think. I mean, the only really places you can do it is domes. And, you know, when you really think about how they're going to do it. But you have to put it in a – you have to put these guys in a position that they're safe. Yeah, you have to. And if the NFL – I mean, the NFL fought it for a while and – during all of that ignorance, you had a lot of players, including Patrick Mahomes and other guys on the Chiefs that want to be safe. Mm-hmm. And everybody was agreeing with that. Oh, yeah, 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 we want you to be safe. But make sure your ass is out there practicing. What the hell? People's you know, lives are more important than football at the end of the day. Yeah, pick one, pick one side and stick with it. Don't sit there and say, well, I agree with Patrick Mahomes, but I don't agree with Damian Williams. If Patrick Mahomes today said, Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. My girlfriend's dad has cancer or has an underlying condition that I could make him sick. And he said, you know what? I'm going to sit out of here. How do you think the NFL would take that? How do you think these players? Oh, well, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's just fine. We'll win again next year. Mm-hmm. But it's Damian Williams. Let's tra- let's trash him to death. You know the funny man. thing I saw, JP? I saw a Raiders fan say, oh, we can win the AFC West now. And I just laughed. I sat there and laughed. Because Damian Williams wasn't playing? <laughs> yes, he said because of Damian Williams. I'm like, really? Did they not see who we drafted? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Have you seen that guy? I think he okay. has the potential to become better than Damian Williams. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying that about Damian, but Clyde Edwards has potential. I mean... You. As soon as Damian, as soon as Damian Williams decided to opt out, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was already predicted to hit. Hold on, how do I say it? In Vegas, his numbers to, uh, I think to win Rookie of the Year shot up because oh, yeah. he's going to have almost all the touches. They already. So a lot of guys are predicting he's going to hit at least a minimum of a thousand yards this season. Uh, man, I don't know if he can hit a thousand, but he's going to get close to that. He's going to have like three, four hundred yards receiving because he's a receiving back. Yeah, he's the one well 
uh, well-rounded running backs that I've seen come out of their draft in a while. Well, I talked to a few scouts um, this past week, and I talked to a couple other people that are in the, um, you know, in the sports world, especially in the kind of the sports betting world. And uh-huh. everybody is in their mindset that he could hit a thousand yards this season with our in our system. It's possible, man. I would not be surprised. Yeah. So, and I don't doubt it. I mean, the guy's a beast. Oh, so, for sure. And plus, we still got Thompson. We still got, you know, we got we got Darryl a core. Williams. We got and we got. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, we got Daryl Williams and, and DeAndre Washington. Exactly. There you go. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think we're just fine. Well, I think with DeAndre Washington, he played with Mahomes in college. He played in the Raiders for AC West, so we got to see what, how Mahomes can dismantle lead defenses for the past two years. DeAndre Washington's stock is going to go up. Oh, Him yeah. And Mahomes' chemistry is going to work out, and I think that it's going to be a fun year. You can pl- pick, and plug and pick, pick and plug some of these running backs, and it's going to work, but I'm very interested to see how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Clyde the rookie, is going to do. Yeah, so. he's, I think he's going to play out very well. Um, the war between Twitter world <laughs> over um, um, Tyreek Hill and um, what's-his-face from the Chargers? Um, oh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. I, I got to say, I mean, and he brought it on himself by this. I'm tired of everybody's lip. I'm the best wide receiver in the oh. NFL, blah, blah, blah. He even slammed a couple other players that just laughed at him. And he's not the best wide receiver in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I don't know what Keenum Allen is doing. It's my, uh, one of our members on Chiefs Focus tweeting, tweeting said, who is lying to this man? Yeah, yeah, seriously, who is lying to him? Because he has it in his head that he's a, the one of the best wide receivers. Keenum Allen is great, and I think he would flourish with the Chiefs. If he was on the Chiefs, let me say that. But Keenum Allen has underperformed. Yes, he's good, but he's not up there with the Julios, with the Tyree Kills. He's no. not up there at all. DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you heard his, you saw his tweet, didn't you, where he said, Speed, yeah, they got me all day long, but they don't have me in footwork. Has he Tyree not seen Kill Tyree Kills' been... footwork? Yes. I mean, my God, man. The guy can stop on a dime and, and, and still... He, he makes he makes three four guys miss easily. His footwork is fast. It's just mesmerizing to watch sometimes to see what he does. It is, it is. I go back and watch his film all the time just to see how he does what he does. Mm-hmm. And I know you know people say you know he's quadruple jointed in his ankles and he's got you know a third freaking leg or whatever the hell they want to come up with. Yeah, they. But <laughs> the guy is just phenomenally talented and he hones his craft and there's not in my opinion there's not another wide receiver in the league that is good as him now let's get to this real quick topic because i hate it i hate it i hate it even more and i think you know what i'm gonna say this top nfl 100 bullshit (laughs) how do you put how the hell do you put Patrick Mahomes fourth and you, you know put what? Lamar Jackson first? That well, right there is jealousy mm-hmm. and bias among players. Well, as looking at the top NFL's top 100 list, we'll talk about Mahomes, but we'll go into all the other players after this. Because Mahomes was the biggest snub on this list. 
I, when I saw that, I was like, how is he fourth best in the league? This man was down 24 nothing in the playoffs, down 17 to seven in the AFC Championship game, and down 20 to 10 with 6:54 left in the Super Bowl, and came back and won by more than two possessions. Yeah, you're telling me that Lamar Jackson is better. Yes, Lamar had a good season, but Lamar is 0-2 against Mahomes and has not won a single playoff game. Yeah, is that Alex Smith has won more, game. Smith has won more games than uh, Lamar Jackson, and that's saying something. Watching the Chiefs choke a lot of playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very frustrating to me because you have the voting. I was like, okay, so you, this is basically the top four. They had Lamar as number one, Russell Wilson as number two. Unbelievable. Aaron Donald is number three, and the Mahomes at four. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mahomes should easily be number one. You're telling me that Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson are better than Mahomes? No. Okay, I guess I can understand kind of Russell Wilson has a tool and he's well resound. But who was the best player that year that took the team to the promise and won? That's, That's what you Patrick have to look Mahomes. at. It's year by year. It's not Lifetime Achievement Award. It's the top 100 for that. Exactly. And I was looking at some of these player bouts that were getting leaked on the internet. I was like, how are you going to put players like <laughs> uh, Zader Smith and uh, like uh, good players but putting them in the top 10? You know what I'm talking about for the Packers? Yeah. It looked like some of these lists were like – bias in a way like you have all one team in the top 10 so i was very frustrated you saw jp cheese keenan was pissed <laughs> we oh, went yeah. to war that night man <laughs> yeah i mean i saw it was funny too because i got an app on my on my phone that tells me how many people get suspended and man half my uh half my following was like boom 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 suspension suspension because they're arguing with everybody man they mm-hmm. argue with their moms about that stuff yeah and i understand why yeah i mean <laughs> i get it Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And it's justifiable because, let me tell you, when they when they where they got Chris Jones at fifty second. Yeah. So basically, uh, you, do you want me to just go down the roster? Can just yeah. Let's go down okay. and let's make yeah. fun of some people. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. So right now, so we got Mahomes at four. So I'll go up to the next one. So Travis Kelsey came as number eighteen on the list. Bullshit. But kiss cat. But George Kittle was number seven. Whoa, 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 whoa! Back it up. Back it up. Kelsey. Is better than Kittle. Yeah. I don't understand why. There's a Chiefs fan I know, a good friend of mine who I do fantasy football with, and he tells me that Kittle is better than Kelsey. But I tell him you're a Chiefs fan. He's like, but I still think Kittle, Kittle is better than Kelsey. I'm like, dude, Kelsey is a more polished route runner. Kelsey can block. He's not the best blocker, but he can block, and he is dynamic. He is dynamic. Yeah. I don't understand why they put Kittle in front of Kelsey. It just because he's it's just, it seems to me just because he's in the San Francisco market he's just getting leeway because people have bold- what, what, what good does that do? Tell me something. Mm-hmm. How good is their market when you got a Super Bowl team? Okay, yeah, they lost the Super Bowl and they lost embarrassingly because they just let us take advantage of them. Which you give Mahomes six minutes and yeah. and 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 the ball you're screwed because he's gonna score four touchdowns on you, but. Regardless, you had four people that showed up to the airport to wave them back in, and they were his damn, and they were family members. They ain't that damn well renowned. What, so what I was trying to say, mm-hmm, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you don't put Kittle was, up mm-hmm. behind, in front of Kelsey. That ain't well, happening. What I was trying to say is, it's a big market versus a small market. San Francisco teams on the coast, like 
San Francisco, Oakland Raiders, Los Angeles teams, New York teams. Those are considered the bigger market teams. Kansas City is considered a smaller market. And yeah. someone told me so while ago, if Kelsey was in like the New York market, if he was like the best team in the Jets, he would consider one of the better players. But I think that Kelsey has been, has says, they have, don't give him the credit he deserves. Well, Kelsey has come like up this. in big time games. Look at it like this. <clears throat> I want to know another tight end in the league prior now that has had four straight thousand yard rushing or thousand yard receiving t- uh, seasons. Nobody but Kelsey that I can think of. No, no one. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, this is going to be his ninth year in the league, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Nine years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in those nine years, he's been injured one time for. Basically, what, a quarter or two? Oh, it was his whole rookie year in 2013. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about past that. He hasn't been injured really since. He has, like, yeah, it's very small, if anything. Yeah, and Kittle didn't do squat in the Super Bowl. No, Kittle didn't even catch a touchdown pass. No, he did not. And he wasn't even really targeted. As Frank Clark said, they paid Jimmy Garoppolo all that money to run the ball. Yeah. All that money to run the ball. They have Kittle who said, oh, he's the greatest tight end. He didn't show up on the playoffs. No. And, you know, here's another thing, too. Not just to mention the fact that he's got 4,000-yard uh, th- uh, 4, receiving years or seasons, but then look at his – look at the difference between every other team in the NFL that has maybe three, four targets that they are that, that they're, they're going after constantly. So you've got a quarterback that goes after – Two wide receivers, three wide receivers, and then maybe a tight end. We have targets that we Mahomes is thrown to fifteen guys in one game. Yeah, he, well, so for yeah, a guy that, that really doesn't have as many opportunities to receive the ball or to be a target as most everybody else does in the NFL. Why would you ever in a million years not consider him? In my opinion. He should be in the top five on the top 100 list. I don't say his, top 10, but yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So he's done things that no other tight end has done, and he's still doing it. And yeah. now he's gotten faster. I've seen some of his oh. practices. Holy mother, he's fast. <clears throat> yeah, man. He's leaned up a little bit, and he's fast. So, you know, it is what it is. But let's go. Let's finish up yeah. that. Let's, so, let's yeah, go down the next one. So I can uh, giggle. Uh, yeah, so the next one, at number 22 on the NFL's top 100 list is Tyree Kill. Oh, my When God. I saw that, I was like, Tyree Kill is easily a top 10 player. Oh, yeah. Because, yes, he was out, but when he comes in the game, he changes it. When you have, when you, JP, when you have uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyree Kill, you have to pick who's going to beat you that week. Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. Do you want to get beat beat by the speed of uh, Tyreek Hill, or do you want to get manhandled by Kelsey? If you double, if you you guard, uh, if you put a safety over the top top of Tyreek Hill's side, you're going to leave Kelsey open, run up the middle. If you double-team Kelsey, you're going to have Tyreek Hill run streaks down the field. 
This new boy can play running back, running back, sorry, running back, wide receiver, the slot. He can also be the quarterback if you want to. I mean, Tyreek yeah. Hill can really play all the positions. I'm not. Be, I'm being serious. Yeah, I mean, he could. It's it just, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense to me. And I mean, I guess I can understand because they could say he was hurt. But I mean, Tyreek Hill is a game changer. Whenever he was out for those four, first four weeks, he came back. Do you remember that athletic touchdown? Catch he had against the Texans oh, the first time around. Yeah, dude, Mahomes threw that sucker. He jumped like six feet in the air, caught that, and then dragged a defender and jumped across the goal line. No yeah. other receiver I can see, I've seen, has done that besides Calvin Johnson. Yeah, and no I, one I else have, has done that. I wish you know, and then Calvin Johnson was one of the best that ever played the game, in my opinion, easily. and easily. You know, he ranks up there in that Randy Moss, you know, situation with me, and um. I love Randy Moss. I think he was one of the best wide receivers that ever played the game as well. But, you know, it's it's what, to me, what, it, it was funny because D-Rob was clowning, and uh, me and him were kind of clowning back and forth on Twitter about it because I said, this top 100 is a freaking joke. It is. Said, it's an absolute bullshit joke. And then all of a sudden, D-Rob liked it, and he sent back, it is a joke. It and is. And it, it, was, it was sad because... When you're sitting there and you're talking about a Super Bowl winning team that has undeniable top 10 talent all over the offense, and you put these guys in places that really, honestly, it's just embarrassing, you know, and it's belittling, in my opinion. And these are his peers. These are rated on by his peers. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's just straight up bias and jealousy. That's what that is. Well, the next one might make you get a little bit more irritated. Next couple. <laughs> what was that? Uh, so, next one is Tyron Matthew at number 39. Oh, oh my God. I can't oh understand it, but I feel like he should have been closer towards, like, 25. Because yeah. Tyreek Hill brought swagger to this defense. He brought swagger. He helped his defense turn it around. He did. I mean, he was the leader on the defense that we needed to yell and fuss up the guys. And he yep. did everything that he needed to do. I don't think he was injured one game. He took one Thornhill under his wing, and they demolished some teams, bro. They made yeah. some teams look bad. You saw they them did. make their car. You saw what they did at Derek Carr. I mean, remember, last year the Chiefs were dead last in defense. They were top ten by the end of the season. Yeah. Ty- actually, Ty- I Matthew. think they ended up fifth overall yeah. by the end of the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hey. You know, it, like I said, it's just biased. You know, I mean, Tyron Matthew is one of the t- premier elite, elite safeties in the league, and to put him in, in at twenty ninth is ridiculous. Oh, thirty ninth or thirty ninth, even that's even. He's yeah, top thirty. I'm sorry, he's definitely top thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where they got Frank Clark at? Oh well, we're about to get to that. Uh, next is Chris Jones at fifty two. Bullshit, but okay. And, <laughs> and I was like, you don't know what Chris Jones does? JP, I remember in the playoffs when he was Tennessee Titans, this man was hurt. But for the first snap he played on third down, he pushed over the center and got to Tannehill, and he made Tannehill throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah. That's disrespectful, in my opinion, because this man has been snuffed from the Pro Bowl several times. Yeah. 
He is a top 50 player, and I think he should top 30. That's what he can bring to the team. Now, yes, he was injured here and there, but when he played, that defense was... The other offenses had problems. They did not want to have no part of Chris Jones. No, they did not. And they were, everybody in this NFL, I, mean, I know this for 100%, there wasn't a team in this league that was begging Chris Jones to not come back. And I just laughed every time I heard it from somebody else within the league. And I said, you ain't got, like I told you, he's coming back. So get off your high horse because I <laughs> promise you he's going to be a chief. Well, you know, all, those, mm-hmm. all those people telling me, you know, from other teams. And these are not just fans. These are people within the organization saying, oh, no, he ain't coming back. He ain't going to play. He's already said it. You know what? He, he was doing things. I'll just put it this way. Rap sheet was wrong. Okay, Rap Sheet was wrong because Rap Sheet and Tom Pelissero both said that Chris Jones was not coming back. He was going to end up getting traded, and I, I think I messaged Rap Sheet and I said it ain't going to happen, and he didn't even he didn't even respond. I said you're wrong about this. I said I'm just letting you know you're wrong, and when it happened and Jones signed, remember when I said he was signing that next week. Yep. And he ended up signing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I think I de- I think I either messaged him or something, and I said, "Well, we got Jones. Where's he at? <laughs> oh, wait, he's the chief. I forgot. I'm sorry." And then he didn't respond back. You know, the only one that ever responds back is that guy off. Uh, I can get him riled up real easy. Is that um, uh, his name's Reich or something? Mm-hmm. He's from St. Louis. He's a baseball fan. He's on NFL Network. Um, um, I get him riled up real easy. All I got to do is say, how about your Chargers? And then he gets pissed off, you know. Yeah, man. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of comical. But, I hear you, uh, bro. You know, we, one guy argued with me on Twitter today, and he, or a couple days ago, and he kept saying, uh, well, I don't know how the Chiefs are going to sign all their players back. I said, what do you mean? They already did. Yeah, exactly. And, and he goes, <laughs> what? what? And I said, we didn't lose anybody. Besides goes, Kendall Fuller. Besides Kendall Fuller. I said, we got our entire team back. And he said, well, that ain't going to last long. How are they going to pay all? I said, man, you don't understand. I said, That's, that right there is spoken truly by someone that knows absolutely nothing about how the cap works and how the NFL works. And Very if you true. had a Brett Veach, you, and if your team had a Brett Veach, you'd be in a position we're in right now. But you know what? You don't have a Brett Veach, and you never will. Because no matter how many GMs out there try to model, what he's doing, they ain't going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. You're right because about that. Because the man is a mathematical genius. And he's a contract guru. So, say what you want. We, we Believe me when I tell you, these guys don't want to leave. They want to retire Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's already, me and you have talked about that on the down low. And they're going to, you're going to see that for the next five to ten years, everybody we got right now is going to stick around for as long as they possibly can, and most of them are going to retire at Chief. Well, so the thing is, you're building a dynasty, so why why leave when you have the best quarterback, the best receiving core, a top 10 defense, I mean, and a awesome, terrific special teams monitored by Dave Tope. There's no reason to leave. Exactly. Why would you want to leave the best? I mean, not everybody is Le'Veon Bell. I understand why he left Pittsburgh, but he had plenty of opportunities to go to better teams. And he went to the Jets and lost $14 million thinking he was making more money. Most guys are smart enough to understand. The, and the, 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 that's one thing this guy said was, well, eventually they're going to want to get paid. 
They're getting paid. What do you mean eventually? They're all going to get paid. They're getting their contract money. And mm-hmm. in fact, what I said to him was, I said, if we were out of money and we weren't, we're not able to do anything, why are we still signing players? Why are we still continually taking players on right now? JP, Chris we still have $9 million of cap space we were able to get because Damian Williams and LDT have opt out. So we're going to sign some more players and then people are going to be mad. Yeah. And there's an opportunity right now to sign one more player, and I'm not going to mention his name, but when he gets, if, if we do sign him, everybody's going to shit bricks. So, um, and I, the only reason I'm not mentioning his name because I was asked not to, mm-hmm. but believe me when I tell you, if he gets brought on, everybody's going to flip because uh, I'm telling you right now, this man is a game changer. He's another, he's another, I'm not going to say offense. I'm just going to say he is another Tyreek Kill, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones oh, okay. type of player. He's oh, the kind yeah, of guy no, that will, He's a superstar. He's an elite player that will change the game. And if we sign this dude, oh, you everybody in the NFL might as well forfeit. <laughs> That's I all I can man. say. You might as well right. just go home and sit down. <laughs> all right. So, well, coming in at 95, and finally is Frank Clark. What are your thoughts on this one, JP? 95. The man played eight straight games injured. Injured. Mm-hmm. Injured. He had stomach issues. He had shoulder issues. He had neck issues. But he played through those games. And he was an he was a such a vital part of our defense for the last eight games of the season. And people are I understand the fact that he was hurt and he didn't have a great first half of the year. Mm-hmm. But what did he do the second half of the year? Mm-hmm. He came on strong. I think he's easily, my opinion, because of his first eight games, he should be top 50. So I can see opinion. that top 50, top 70. I can yeah. understand why, and I wish this award was something that went to the towards the end of the season. Because Frank Clark would easily be a top 25, I think, if they would have completed the whole season as a whole. Because Frank Clark, yeah, he had a slow start of season, but he continued to play. And not many people knew he was injured and dealing with stomach flu. Because they ended up releasing later, I think a couple weeks later after it was happening. But Frank Clark, I mean, if you watch... Well, I put it out there, and nobody (laughs) wanted to listen. I put it out there. Mm -hmm. I said the man was injured week three. Mm-hmm. You well, remember, you I put it out Jesus. there. I said, the man is injured. Give him a break. Exactly. And people want to say, well, he's overrated. People, and I was supposed to, it takes time for defenses to gel. This is a new system that they're using. God. So it's going to work for them. But regarding the Frank Clark, he showed up in the playoffs, the regular season. I mean, this man was a different animal in the last defensive drives of every game. He got crucial sacks. He got five sacks in the playoffs. Three of them were to end the game against um, Houston, Tennessee, 49ers. He told Jimmy Cropple, they pay you all that money to run the ball. This yeah. man cash checks and the Chiefs delivered. He was the next best thing that the Chiefs had on defense because him and Tyron Matthew, they just brought an intensity, man, that I didn't think I would ever see. Because you had yep. Frank Clark telling guys, I smell blood in the water. When they were down, him and Chris Jones were saying, you're going to make a movie out of this. They did not give up. They did not quit. If this was an old Chiefs team, we would be sitting pissed right now because the Chiefs blew another Super Bowl. Exactly. He continued to underperform. So exactly. he should be ranked harmless. Actually, all these Chiefs here, 
We got Mahomes at 4, Travis Kelsey at 18, Tyreek Hill at 22, Tyron Matthew at 39, Chris Jones at 52, Frank Clark at 95. You can make a considerable argument that they all should be moved up to yeah. a different position easily. Yeah. Easily. Just, just because of what they do. And, you know, another thing. Right now, this year in the top 100, more LSU safeties and DBs made the top 100 than any other year. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, hey, the DBs. LSU, LSU puts out some ignorant players, bro. I mean, on defense. Mm -hmm. Especially in that in that secondary. They we just put dogs. out some, They Man, they just do it. And they do it right. But, you know... Nobody took into consideration, you know, they look, I look at some of the people from, like, that, that talk about the Patriots last year and their top, their number one defense for the first eight games, nine, yeah, eight games. Oh, my goodness. And, I, and how many times did I say on Twitter, wait until game nine? How many times did I say that, You dude? told me that. We, JP, we talk every day, and that was something you told me. Because we saw that schedule, like, there was no way they're going to beat these hard teams. They got yeah. embarrassed against Houston, who's wishy-washy, and they got the crap beat out of them against the Ravens. So that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Adam Schefter put out a... A uh, tweet, and he had a picture of the of the Bucks and Tom Brady, Gronk, and and their two wide receivers. And um, what do you think? And I put meh because <laughs> it's Tom Brady and Gronk. Okay, Tom Brady is washed up. I'm sorry, but he is. He is not the player he was. Well, so he don't have weapons, and he he he's got he's got two great wide receivers on that team. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. But is he going to be able to get them that ball? No, he's not. Well, the thing is, I'm sorry, but he's not. Well, the thing I would like to say, JP, is Brady's used to going going to a couple guys because all you really have was Elderman and Gronk, and maybe yeah. another option or another or four options. He's going to have to spread the ball against two elite, well, sorry, two very good wide receivers and two really good tight ends. Yeah. There's going to be some. It's going to be interesting to see how it works out because you can't give the ball to every single guy. As you're going to see a Chiefs. lot of checkdowns. I can tell you that. You're going to see Dude, a lot of checkdowns. Okay. You're going to see a lot of RPOs. If Brady wants to revitalize his career right here, he needs to be chucking the ball downfield with the weapons he has. He did not throw the deep ball last year. He did don't not. have the arm to do it no more, man. I mean, he's what, was 44? He'd be 43 this year. 43, yeah. I mean... Over time, the body deteriorates, and I commend him he's able to play this long, but this just shows you that, yes, you can be the greatest quarterback in the world, but you still need weapons. Now, yeah. taking that back with Mahomes, when the Chiefs lost the games, he was able to keep the guys competitive. Now, they didn't have all their weapons at times, but that was a team that was still figuring out their identity. So, give them time. 14 injured starters, mm -hmm. including Mahomes, and won the Super Bowl. Nobody took that into consideration. Yep. 14 different injured starters during the course of eight, eight games. And people and, jumped. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they won the Super Bowl. And people jumped off the bandwagon once they lost to Tennessee when they yep. blew that lead. So, yep. you know what? You got to rock with your team through the thick and thin because it, there's going to be some good days at the end, coming up. So. Yep. I mean, without fail. I mean, and we're still signing people. You know, I mean... We were signing people before LDT, uh, you know, stepped out. We were signing people oh, before Damian Williams stepped we didn't even out. Talk about that, yeah. So, look, you know what? It don't make no difference, you know. And the funniest thing I heard was 
Veach turned $177 into a half a billion. No, he didn't. No, he did not. Well, okay, I'll put it this way. He did, but that goes to show you that yearly caps being dick when you are doing it the right way. Mm. It's that simple, man. Me and Trey Boston have talked about this together on Twitter, and it's still there. Him and I have gone back and forth about this. If you structure it correctly and your players are signed right, that's where teams make their biggest mistakes is signing nine or ten one-year deals. Because mm -hmm. when you sign nine or ten one- or two-year deals just to get to a Super Bowl, you lose every dollar you've got, and you've got no chance to get out of that situation, a.k.a. the Rams. Mm -hmm. They have done that. They are a perfect example of why you do not sign one-year contracts. It doesn't help you. If you're going to sign players and you need them for a year to fill in, that's a different story. But you better hope to God that you don't give them $30 million for that season. Yeah. You don't give up thirty to sixty million for a one or two year deal. It's just that simple. Well and you stagger it the right way to where these guys get paid differently every year so your cap does not suffer. Mm -hmm. Well, I also asked you, JP. So I know you say you're not a big fan of the one or two year deals, but I mean the as we all know LDT has decided to take this take the season off. But, I mean, the Chiefs just signed a guy named Kelechi Osmelli for yeah. a one-year deal. A veteran tackle. Very good yeah, one. But did you, you see his contract? Was, did you see it? I mean, do you think that that was good, though, like a, a one-year deal? Well, yeah, we, we didn't have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. we had, we, I mean, we didn't have an, a, a real choice. But the difference is, is that his contract's not huge. And when he signed him to a one-year deal, he goes to a Super Bowl. He's going to do what every one of every other player that we have has done, and he's going to say, "Hey, you know what? If you guys want to keep me three more years, let four more years, let's break this contract up. Let's do it the right way. Let's, mm -hmm. I'll do it your way, Veach. I, as long as I'm paid, I'll do. It. I don't care if I get paid in 2032, as mm -hmm. long as I get paid." Because yeah. that's what players want. Keep your whole home running like clockwork. From the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet, you'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net. They we <coughs> players want to come and play in Kansas City. Yeah, the Mahomes effect. It's the exactly. And I tell you, it's the it's the Veach effect. Let me yeah. tell you, when you can get, when you've got a GM, a head coach, a, 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 an offensive coordinator, and a quarterback like we have, and then you take into consideration our defensive side of the ball, dude, everybody wants to play with us. Everybody does. We're a unified team that cares about each other, and that's all stems from Andy freaking Reid. That Dude, we have a three-headed monster. <laughs> that man cares about everyone, man. 
He is the most humble individual, and he cares about every one of his players. He cares about people that don't play for him anymore. He still talks to guys that he that he coached 20 years ago. The man just cares, and yeah. they know it. Who wants to go play for Bill Belichick that's going to sit there and belittle you all day long mm-hmm. and tell you, yeah, we won, but you still played like shit? Oh, I know you caught, uh, you know, you caught for 222 yards and three touchdowns that game, but you suck. That's the, the crap that nobody wants to live play with. And Gronk made that very clear. He hated playing there. A lot of players that have left the Patriots said they hated playing there, but they wanted that ring. Mm-hmm. People that that are in Kansas City love playing in Kansas City and still want that ring, oh. and they're going to be more competitive every year. In it, every year, it, year in and year out, you're going to see them get better and better. Well, Andy Reid's a player's coach. He is. He knows how to work with the players. He does. I mean, he he's gives personable. them chances. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's not going to sit there on his high horse. He's actually going to try to work with players, and that's why play, players love him. Yeah, man. We got I a mean, three-headed monster right now: Mahomes, Veach, and Andy. You're right. And you know, it's funny. You when you listen to players that have never even played for Andy Reid that don't know the man that well, that play for our rivals in the AFC, sit there and say that he's the best coach in the AFC because of how he is, that right there shows you what a stand-up individual he is. Easily. And I'm not talking about the Steven Nelsons of the world. He's a dumbass. I mean, he just talks shit on everybody. Yeah, but he wasn't happy with the Chiefs once he left. I just let him be. Let him be. That's just him, damn when, choice. Well, you saw that what he did, choice. man. Whenever he left, he put as his head. He at his um, I think it's his background picture for his Twitter profile. He put the Steelers Super Bowl championships. He's been gone for a, what the season now hasn't even won one. So I mean, but I'm just gonna let it be. I'm gonna let it be. Hey, the Chiefs won Super Bowl, so I'm just gonna yeah. let it be. What do you think about um? What do you think about Ben uh, Ben Russell's? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I almost said it the wrong way. Um, Big Ben, I'll just put it that way. Um, coming back, and then now the Steelers think they're contenders. No, they're not contenders. They're contenders with Big Ben. Yeah, he good, but they need Antonio Brown and they need Le'Veon Bell. They were the glue. They the were that offense. And I'm not taking just, nothing away from Juju because he's damn good. Juju's but, good, but it's hard. But he ain't him. He, well, the thing is with Juju, he was doing good because he put him the, they put him in the slot. That guy can run all day long the slot when you're worried about A.B. and Le'Veon and yeah. worried about Jesse James. Now that those two guys are gone, Juju's the number one receiver. And like, they're double-teaming him because he's all the weapons that they, that they have. So I yeah. think that Ben Roethlisberger and them, they're going to take another step back. The defense will be up there, but I don't see them making contention. I don't think Chiefs are not scared of the Steelers. Once we gave them that butt whooping last year when we won that shootout 42-37, to 37, they ain't looking, yeah. no, we ain't looking back because we can beat the Steelers. They're we not here. No. Yeah, they're going to get to Roethlisberger. I know he can move around, but he's going to get some. If the Chiefs play him in the playoffs, it's going to be over. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs, but if we do play them in the playoffs, they're going to get smoked. Who do you see making the playoffs in the AFC North, then? I don't know, man. It's going to be... Who do we got in the AFC North? We got... You got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Spangles. Well, I... Man, I know the... I, I got a feeling the Ravens are going to make it back. Um, I don't think they won't. I think they're a pretty good team, and I think Jackson is an okay quarterback. I think he could get him. He's a good quarterback. He's a good running quarterback. Um, I think he can make it 
because their division is kind of weak. So I do believe, and they do have a damn good defense, so I do believe that they're going to make it back. If I had to pick a number two right now, I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't know how they're going to fare. I think the Bengals might step up this year a little bit. Wow. Mm. Um, they've, they've made some acquisitions that, and I know it's probably, you know, contrary to popular belief, but they have made some acquisitions that can get them in a better position than they have been over the last few years. They got you a low-key good core. Low yeah, key. a very low-key good core. So that's, 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 that's huge in my book. Um, that's kind of a weak division. I think, you know, I'm looking at, like with the Patriots and the teams that they have to play, I think Buffalo is going to be a team to be reckoned with this year. Mm-hmm. I do believe Buffalo is going to be a team that will oust everybody in that division. They probably have a deep threat receiver. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. correct. I so, forgot his name, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember his name either. I mean, I you know, I I don't you know, I I think Josh Allen's a good quarterback. I think he's a smart quarterback. Do I think he's one of the best? No. He's up there. Um, Cleveland's not going to make the playoffs. That's for sure. And they're de- and, and the Are you sure? No, I, don't I don't think, think they're going to make it, they, man. I really think they could be that second team to AFC North to do it. In my know, personal man. opinion. I don't know. I just got a weird feeling they're going to end up another seven-win t- seven season. It's possible, man. Yeah, I just don't. You know, unless something drastically changes within that locker room, from what I've heard, through my ESPN affiliate, um, I don't see a big boost in their abilities to, to or their ability to grow. Um, and so far, what I'm hearing is things haven't changed much. So um, I just still see them as a seven-win, a seven-win team. You know, I mean, I just do, which is higher than I picked six six games the last two years. And I think they won six games in seven games. Mm. So uh, no, they won six. In, they won. They had six, six, two, six wins and a tie. So I don't know that they can change that much. Um, they have the talent, know, huh? They have the talent. They but... do have the talent, but they, the problem is, is they don't have the morale. Talents. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the morale, then you don't have nothing. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem they have is they have no morale. So I, I don't know if I don't I, I just still just see them as a, a seven win team. I agree with you, man. I can see that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um what's your thoughts on that? Um uh, so I think in the AFC North the two teams is gonna be the Ravens and then the Browns if there is a second team. I think the Browns can make a step up. My third pick would be the Steelers. I just don't see the Bengals just yet unless they just unleash. Because they get right now they have Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback, A.J. Green, and then Joe Mixon, who's a really good running back. He's a pretty good running back. I feel bad and, for him. Man, well, this is last year to make a prove it. Last year of contract to either approve a deal because there's going to be a lot of big name running backs in them this next offseason. So there's going to be, you think the money's crazy now, the money might get a little bit more crazy later. Yeah, yeah. And looking at looking at this college draft coming up, and we, God, we might end up with a 20, you may end up with two drafts in one season, but um, the way things are going with this COVID, but um, looking at that draft class, 
because I kind of been following some of these players that you know for the last couple of years mm-hmm. that have been you know coming up on this these these drafts that are coming up in twenty one and and I can tell you what man there's some strong running backs coming out of these Ooh. some of these schools yeah so you know it's going to be um I tell you my I think my favorite running back in the NFL right now outside of Kansas City and outside of Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell is uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I really feel sorry for him because he's stuck in a terrible, terrible system. Well, honestly, if he wanted to, he could do what Jamal Adams did and force a trade out. Yeah, I I just don't think he has that in him, man. Yeah, I don't think think he will. But, I mean, if he really came down to it, I mean... He might. You saw Jamal Adams got fed up with the with the Jets. He called out the coach. I mean, he was done with them. He put Kansas City on his list to one of the teams to come to, but he's over in Seattle. So I mean, yeah, I'm like, and the price they gave him, but two first round picks, a second, and a player. I'm like, whoo, that's a steep price, but I mean, he can do it. So yeah, well, you know what? Like like we've talked about, man. I'm not huge on first round picks, but Mm -hmm. um, well, I take that back. Are you sure? I'm not huge on quarterback picks. Uh, That's okay, my I biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't say I'm not huge on first round mm-hmm. picks. I'm not huge on first round quarterback picks because just simply because most first round Heisman Trophy runner up or Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks have fallen on their ass. And um, you know, you can look, you can go back 15 years and find, you know, 80 percent of those guys have fallen flat because of their ego. And then, of course, you know, when you're a first-round number one draft pick, you're going to go to the crappiest team in the NFL mm-hmm. out of college. And if you don't have a Mahomes-style mentality or IQ, I, I should put it that way, um, you're not going to make the players around you better. Uh, Baker Mayfield can't do it, hasn't been able to do it, and he's got the ta- all the talent in the world sitting on that on that bench and that on that roster, and he can't make them better. You got. Johnny Manziel, that was the same way. You got going backwards. You got Ryan Leaf, that was the same way. And I, and you know, talking about Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. what kind of opportunity will he have since they finally do have a deep threat? Maybe, just maybe, he might be the guy. And I think Joe Burrow can turn school. around. Joe Burrow has stated like he's ready to work. I mean, he's going to do what needs to be done. Just watching his demeanor. He has been doubted for most of his career, and he had to finally was able to prove it at LSU. So yeah. Joe Burrow, I think, will be able to turn that team around. Will there be success instantly? There will be some, but it's going to be a gradual climb. But I yeah. think that he could possibly be Rookie of the Year, depending on how everything goes. But he's going to win. They're going to win some games. I think so too. I think he's going to be. He's going to if out of the because of the school that he came from. Number one. And because of the fact that he is somewhat humble and he's willing to work, that's why I put the Bengals up there as an opportunity to be okay. able to put themselves in a position. If any first-round draft pick quarterback can do it, it would be him. Mm-hmm. Because he came from a great school that a ton of amazing players have come out of. And I think he can... You know, with his mindset, and he does have a good football IQ, I think he could actually turn that team around fairly quick. And that's why I thought maybe with the deep threat that they signed and the fact that they did beef up their defense a little bit, they helped their offensive line a little bit for him specifically, 
I think they could turn that that franchise around fairly quick. I mean, they they suffered a long time with um, Carson uh, Palmer and yeah, um, and, and uh, then Andy what's Dalton. His face? Andy, Dalton, Andy Dalton, both of them together. So you know the two now Carson Palmer. I think he was a good quarterback. He was a tough quarterback. I'll put it that way. He was very tough, and he wasn't a bad quarterback. He was just in a horrible system. Um, you know, it's, you can. He's. It's hard to compare quarterbacks in this day and age because you the bar has been set so high now with Mahomes that it's very difficult to compare other quarterbacks in the league and say, is he a top ten quarterback? Is he one of the best in the league? Yeah, he is. If you go by stats. You know, like a Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. I really do. I mean, he's he's very tough. He's he, hell. He mm-hmm. spent two of his years basically as the running back and the quarterback. And, <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, so do I think he deserves to be number two in the top? No, I don't. Um, I really don't think he. I think he could be fourth. I think it should have really, I, well, I take that back. He could be number two. I think, in my opinion, quarterback-wise, if you took it all into consideration from last year's season, you should have had Mahomes number one. Mm-hmm. You could have had Russell Wilson number two. You could have had um, uh, maybe, just maybe, you could have had him number three. And then you could have really, honestly, all said and done, you could have been Jimmy Garoppolo in that top five because he did go to the Super Bowl, regardless if he had three of the best running backs in the league behind him helping him. But he did go to the Super Bowl, and he didn't make that many mistakes. Well, so huh? I, I, I I don't know that, you know, the way they – but like I said, it's all biased, so well, I don't know. One thing I have to say: only six players that the uh, six out of six players out out of one hundred were ever won the Super Bowl, and those are all Chiefs players. So forget the list; I'm crossing out right now with a pen. Yeah, Chiefs won Super Bowl, so I don't care. As Mahomes yep. did, he tweeted emoji, write it down. They are coming for you guys again. You guys just opened a Pandora's box you don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, that's exactly what they did, and that's what they don't understand. When well, you can sit there, and that's the greatest part about our team is that you can sit there and put them wherever you want and place them in whatever category you want to place them in and say whatever you want to say about them because the more you do, the more it fuels their fire. And if you continue to fuel their fire, they're just going to get that much better. And that's the greatest part about our team, man. That's what I love about our team. Because they take that as, you just challenged me, now I'm going to prove it to you even harder. And... Not too many other guys can do that. I mean, look what look what what's his face is doing in in the, in, in in L.A. right now. He's throwing baby fits on Twitter because he thinks he's the best wide receiver in the league. Keenan Allen. Yep. So where did they rank him at, by the way? Um, let me see. Let me look that up for you, man. I don't know where they did, but he probably complained about that. His Madden rating. I mean, <laughs> um, what, that's what is a- his Madden rating? He complained about that too, knowing him. So, <laughs> do you know what it is? Oh no, I don't. I can look it up too. So right now, Keenum Allen was rated number seventy-seven on the NFL Top One Hundred. Well, that's about. That's really actually about fitting. Yeah, I mean he's not bad. He, he's 
you have to be really good to be in the NFL's top 100 list, so. I don't, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm but better, apparently I mean, there's a video of him complaining, but he's 91 over on Madden, so. I mean, hey, I don't play Madden anymore, but hey, power more to the brother. He's doing. He's yeah. a good. He's a good player. He's a good player. He, he's just not better than J.J. Hopkins, Julio no, Jones, not. Tyree no. Hill. <laughs> I mean, and what's his name? Chris. Um. Uh, he slammed somebody Chris else. Goodwin. Chris Goodwin. Chris Go- he ain't better than Chris Goodwin. Yeah. He ain't. Uh, he ain't no yeah. better than Chris Goodwin, man. I, I don't think he is. Yeah, he's good, but he's not that. Okay. You know what? Here, I, let me put it this way: mm-hmm. We don't really know. Well, I guess we do know, because Philip Rivers did when he connected, and he did have an arm. So when he threw the ball, he was on target, and he could launch a ball downfield. So, and I remember a play that you—that uh, was hilarious, dude. By the way, I got to give it to She's Focus. That was one of the funniest clips i've seen in a while when you said when 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 we put out the the um the clip with uh it said um since uh keenan allen's all the talk right now let's see one of his best receptions and then you started it off you know with who was it um who were they playing was it the ravens i think Mm, I, I don't know. I think it was a division opponent, the Broncos maybe. He was basically running it out uh, a route up towards the sideline towards the end zone. And Phil yeah. <laughs> throws the ball and then all of a sudden it clip, the play clips to Tyrion Matthew uh picking the ball off in that the was great the Chargers. <laughs> I was crying, man. man. I was at my shop and I'm you know, I'm sitting there, I actually got five minutes to sit down for a minute. And I saw that clip, and I broke out laughing, scared the hell out of my secretary. <laughs> and she said, what the hell are you laughing at? And I showed it to her, and she goes, oh, then now that's good. She goes, yeah. that's very good. And I said, that's she's focused for you. Yeah, and man. she goes, oh, that, then that makes sense. And uh, But that was great. Um, shout out to whoever. Who, who was that? Your brother? Yeah. Yeah. Your brother's great at that, man, by the yeah, way. Yeah, man. He's he's a wizard with that stuff, so he's He really good. is, man. I got to give it to him. Your brother's got... He's on fire with that shit. Makes excellent but, uh, graphics as well. He really does make great graphics. I mean, great graphics. So, um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It, it, like I said, I don't... And I've always said this. I don't put much into the top 100 because, I, you know, it, it irritates me. It'll always irritate me because I remember when Alex Smith had the best season of his career... And they boosted, I mean, he was, like, ranked way the hell up there in the top 100. And then then, then it got ousted in the Pro Bowl. It just, it was his last season with Kansas City, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And it just annoyed me. Um, it, it always does. But, you know, I, I don't know why I get annoyed because when you've got players that are voting on this that are just outright jealous of the talent that is on this team, and the talent of each individual that they can't be, you're going to get that. Mm-hmm. You are going to get it. It's no different than anything else. It's a competition thing, and it's a mental game that they they can't handle the fact that they are not. You know, everybody. You know, everybody wants to be like Ty. It's just what it is. Well, so, all about to say to that is the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Six players on the list won a Super Bowl, so that's all that matters. This right. list can be irrelevant for all I care. That's right. We won a that's Super right. Bowl. Ninety-four exactly. players didn't. So, 
But uh, what do you think of that uh, signing the Chiefs had earlier in the week? Uh, Tedrick Thompson. Uh, safety. I think that's. I think it's a great signing. I think that was a ph- phenomenal move, actually, because we don't know. You know, there you could the two the two positions that you can never have too many of is cornerback and safeties. Mm-hmm. And you know, we struggled. We had four corners. Do you remember that? Yep, we did. Yeah. Somehow we survived with four corners. <laughs> we were scared. But to be we honest. did it. We were all yes, scared. Sir. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that nervous, and everybody kept saying, and I think even me and you brought that up a couple of times, and I said, man, it ain't that big of a deal. We're, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And I said that to a few other guys, too, and it's tough. It's tough to go into, you know, and that was when everybody, and when when they were worried about signing every cornerback in the league that had, <laughs> like, three years left on their contract, oh, and they man. wanted us to, you know, they wanted us to sell Andy Reid's 1934 Model A to, to sign him, you know, mm-hmm. and everything else that he's got. But, look, we made it with who we had. And we got, look, people could say what they want. Charvarius Ward, I've said it from the day he signed with Kansas City, and I'll say it today. He is going to be, and in my opinion, is a premier corner in this league. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just going to get better as time goes on. And remember, he was an undrafted free agent. Brent Beach traded. Parker Inger, who's going to get cut. Poor Charverius Ward. Just step back steal. and think that. That's a that steal. Deal. He traded a player going to get cut for a better player that no one thought about on the radar. That just shows you Red Beach really does be look, looking at the tape, especially these small schools, because Charverius Ward was from Middle T- Tennessee State, I believe. Yeah. And if you watch this tape, it wasn't, from what I could tell, on YouTube, it wasn't the best. While well, like, he could be something to work with, Brett Feet saw him and he took off. I mean, my favorite play from him, honestly, man, is it wasn't a play he did, but when the Chiefs were down 21 up in the playoffs, and after uh, I think his name is Zach Thomas for the um, Texans scored that touchdown and uh, like did the robot. Travis yeah. Ford just looked at him, pointed to him, like we got this, <laughs> and man, they came back and beat him. So oh, yeah. it's gonna work out. Travis yeah. Ford, he's gonna be in that ring of honor and um. As I would say, he's a steal. And like these other players that Beach is finding, like Nigeria Sneed, that guy, whoo, man, whoo, whoo, whoo. We're going to have a. All right, man, we've been worried about cornerback. I think we're going to be solidified cornerback for the next couple of years. Our rookie deals. Oh, yeah. And that's the greatest part about it is that a lot of our players, not just that they're young, but they're still under rookie contracts. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to worry about. Everything else that every, you know, also for you guys out there that are so concerned with what's going to happen three or four years from now, understand that some of these contracts don't even kick in until 22, 23. So it doesn't make the CBA increase is going to go up year after mm-hmm. year, and we're set. We got nothing to worry about. And the greatest part about it is, is that for God forbid that we lose a wide receiver that we have, just say we lose one of them, mm-hmm. a D-Rob, which I love D-Rob. I think, in my opinion, is a very underrated player, and I, I, I've always liked him. I think he's phenomenal. But God forbid we lose one. It don't make no difference because everybody else wants to play for us. So whoever we get is going to be good. And mm-hmm. Veach is the king of finding people that can fit within our system and fit in the correct way. So we, we got nothing to worry about, man. We, we are the next dynasty. 
we're the next dynasty, and we're going to do it legitimately. Do, JP, do you remember a time when we were dreaming that this could happen? Because we yeah. would see the Chiefs continue to lose, man. It just brings a smile to my face to hear that we're the next dynasty, because I remember many years watching them struggle, and I oh, watched dude. them when they were terrible. Yeah. And I don't know how, but they climbed out of that, and hey, man, like you said, we're on a roll, and a we're, dynasty. We, 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 we climbed out of this misery. First of all, started with Andy Reid and Brett Veach, really, because Brett Veach was scouting before he was our GM, and he was relentless, relentless at beating down doors to sign certain players that we have right now, a Tyreek Kill, a Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt, a Patrick Mahomes, guys like that. He beat down doors to sign these guys. And he made the moves to make it happen. And he was punked, punked, or tried to be punked his first season. I remember when they were punking him in Arizona over over yep. uh, over Patrick, uh, Patrick Peterson. Peterson. Man, that Every... had me sideways, dude. <laughs> it oh, was so goodness. annoying because they, the ESPN, well, I don't know ESPN, somebody continuously on Twitter was never verified saying the Chiefs are trying to make a trade for him or Patrick Peterson's on the trade block. He would, every time they would make a rumor, he never got traded. So eventually it was like, let's move on, and we got a more experienced corners. We worked with what we got. As we said earlier, Traverius Ward kicked butt. So, <laughs> well, if you remember with that Patrick Peterson deal, the first year, the first time they were going to try to make a run for him, nobody believed it. I posted it, and nobody believed it. And then it came out after the fact that the Chiefs were talking to the Arizona about Patrick Peterson, and then it didn't end up happening because their GM's such a jack off that he was trying to play play Veach for a chump. And then the second time which was the following season, I believe, it happened again. Didn't he want two first-round picks? He wanted two first-round picks. Is he well, worth it? Worth started it? Out, no. Um, but first of all, it started out as originally they they he wanted two first-round picks, and everybody laughed at him. Then Veach was kind of persistent about it, and he went and offered, I think he offered a first and a third, if I'm not mistaken, in two separate seasons, or two se- two, two separate drafts, I should say. And they said no, they wanted a first and a second, and then they somewhat agreed upon, finally agreed upon a first and a third, and then right when they were getting ready to do the deal, their GM over there, and I can't think of his name right now, I call him Jerkoff, but he turns around and says, I mean, the day of, he says, oh, well, we got a better offer for him, so we're not going to do it, and then they didn't trade him at all. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and he wants out. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and the one thing I would say about that situation, it works out because we were able to build, a, we didn't have to worry about sinking money into another player when we just worked with what we had. And once exactly. we worked with what we had, it just became easier. And we think about what we got to with the back play. lines, man. You ever think about that? You ever what think position? about the players mm-hmm. that we have sitting it just right behind our starters right now that are ready have, to step in and we have just some rip star- We have shit some backups that can play Oh, on my teams. God, dude. We got starters as our backups, man. I mean, we got starters as our backups that want to play in our, in our system and are, are willing to stick around. I mean, I'm still big on Byron Pringle. Still big on that, dude. Um, we've got uh, Jody Forston that mm-hmm. is... Sitting in, oh my God, that dude there, when he gets his opportunity, oh, deep oh. receiver. 
he's in his red zone, you throw it up, he's going to catch it. He's going to catch it, man. I mean, that guy there, people are, you know, they're sleeping on that dude. People slept on that dude, but I'm telling you, he is a he is a beast in the making, man. And he's a big target that can run, and you get him in the end zone, he's going to catch whatever's out there. I'm telling you. Now, is he, you know, would, would, do I think we're going to see a little playtime out of him? I don't know. Right now, the way it looks, we've got, oh, and from what I'm understanding, we are re-signing um, Terrell Suggs. Well, last I heard, he was going to come back for another year. Wow. I don't, yeah, so uh, it may change. Um, I'm not going to say that's 100%, but uh, right now, that was one of the things that I did here. Um, he was contemplating not playing anymore, but if Veach has his way, he will play one more season. I don't well, know if it's going to happen for 100%, but I did hear that he may come back. Well, the one thing I'd like to say is our defense line is already good, and adding another veteran presence, I mean, whoa. <laughs> I mean, we already have, we signed, people forgot this, but we signed Taco Charlton to one year oh, deal. Lordy, he was baby. a former first-round pick. Top yeah. 10 pick, and we got him for a one-year deal. And, yeah. ooh, man, we're going to have some good times. <laughs> That's yeah. all i got to say. That rotation yeah. about to be deadly. Them offensive linemen are be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when they, when everybody got all excited, when, uh, when, um, when you know, Tardif decided to step out this year, and everybody got, got all excited thinking they were going to get to Mahomes, and then we just step in and we sign a guard. And mm-hmm. that guard is going to do his job. And we still got money to play with. Yeah, nine so million, I believe. Right now, yeah. it is. It's about nine million. I think it's like yeah, nine point one, something in that range. So I think where we're going to end up, you're going to see. We're probably going to sign a couple more O linemen, um, from what I'm understanding. And there is one other player that, like I said at the beginning of the show, that if we sign this dude or we get this deal done, ooh, Lord help me. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm excited for somebody that ain't even here yet. But, um, and may not be, but if it gets done, everybody's going to be excited. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to this corona thing before we end this deal, man. Right. We got some Minnesota Vikings players, we mentioned it last week, that tested positive. Now there's a couple other players in the NFL that have tested positive. I can't remember the teams right now, but they did test positive. Um, I think half the Marlins in, a, in the MLB tested yeah. positive. Um, right now, there's more positive tests coming out than negative. This is... Or you mean like, like as a American as, as a whole or just in as sports? As America as a whole. Not just okay. in sports, but America as a whole. And to me, this is... People are just selfish, man. If you guys want this to end and you want to have an NFL season and you want to have your life back, you have got to follow protocol, man. It is what it is. I don't blame these players for opting out. You got players for the Patriots that are stepping. You got players for the league. Four of them. You got Damian Williams that I don't blame a bit. I don't blame any of them at this point. Man, it is scary. You know what? Everybody, in the, one out of every three people in the United States has a family member that is that has underlying issues. So, a close family member. I'm going to say immediate family member. 
One out of every three. Think about that, man. Right That's now, we, in the in the United States, there are more positive tests than negative that are coming out daily right now. So, when you hear about a city or a state that has eighty thousand positive tests in one day, or seventy-seven thousand positive tests in one day, and they've only done a hundred or hundred and twenty tests, a uh, thousand tests that that day, that's a scary thought, man. That's a scary thought. It My is uncle is not bad. improved, bro. And just so you, and I'll tell everybody right now, he is not improved. He's been on a ventilator now for two and a half weeks, and he's not gotten any better. They do not see improvement in him. This is no lie. It's no joke. It's not for only the rich people. It's not for only the politicians. It's not for. It's for everyone out there. This stuff attacks everyone, and when you get it. You don't know your chances, man, because you had a perfectly healthy Broadway star that died at 41 that was in perfect health. You've had, it's not just elderly people, you've had so many children die from this now that no, that people aren't acknowledging. I think it was the state of California had, they, they had the most positive COVID test in infants than any other state. Mm-hmm. Just last week. Wow. So, you guys have got to please quit all this bullshit with the conspiracy theories and the, I, it's my life and it's this and that and the other. Don't be selfish. Just, I hate wearing a mask. I absolutely hate it. Everybody does. But you know what? Who does it every day? Nurses and doctors. They wear them all day long, every day, for, for, for the most part. You know, even when this COVID wasn't around, they still have to wear those masks when they go in the room. They still have to wear gloves when they go in the room. It is what it is. So you guys are going to have to step up and do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't see the president wearing one, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter if he opts in or opts out. It doesn't matter who does or who doesn't. If it affects you personally, then you're going to change your tune. And now that there's so many people out there that have tested positive, it's almost impossible for you to know somebody that hasn't. I know many that have. And relatives, my daughter, other people, my uncle, my aunt, cousins, all because they went to a funeral. Wow. So, and I think out of the people that were at that funeral, 60 of them tested positive. 60. Now, do you want to be a, t- a statistic? Do you want your mom to be a, stati- a statistic? Do you want yeah. Do you don't don't be that person. Be compassionate. Think of other people. You know, have some empathy for people that do have family members that that are in that situation. And if you guys want this to end, don't wait for a vaccine because I'm gonna promise you, these trials that they're doing, they're rushing through. Normal trials take five to ten years before they put out a drug, not five to ten months. I ain't going to be the first guy to run out and get a vaccine. I'm sorry, I'm not, because I have no clue what those side effects are going to be. They don't know what those side effects are going to be five years, ten years down the line. You guys can make your choice on whether you want to get that vaccine or not when it does come out, which they're saying maybe the end of the year or mid-next year. But... 
that's a really quick trial run for something that you don't know what the effects are going to be later on. So let's all be mind, mindful of others right now, please. I know I preach this a lot, but it's hit close to home, and I don't want it to hit close to your home. So let's just think about that, man. Think about guys like Caleb that work in... Okay, so you're between meals, and you're craving something sweet, right? What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Honey Roasted Almonds. They're so good. And almonds are a superfood. So don't deny your cravings. Eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously. 